This episode is brought to you ad-free. Thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. You can get tons of exclusive content and help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash shonenflop. And welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series we'll be covering in depth next week with our guest. I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my lovely co-host, David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. And what series are we covering this week, David? We're talking about Temaku Cinema. Uh, yeah. It's shown in flop at the movies. Hell yeah. Fujimoto would be so proud of us. Oh, yes. Mr. Movie himself. <laughs> I think that's Hideo Kojima. Didn't he say like 60% of his body is made out of films? That makes sense. Oh, now I'm just thinking for the cover art, we should just have, I wonder if Merck could put like a bunch of random people in the art. So it's like you have like Hideo Kojima, you have a uh, f- uh, fuck, who, who's in the AMC Pledge of Allegiance video? I have no idea. I've never seen that video. You've never seen the AMC Pledge of Allegiance? Have you not gone to an AMC movie in the last like three years? Nicole Kidman. I don't think I've ever been to an AMC. Oh, you got to look this up. Just afterward, it is amazing. I love how you just assume that I went to an AMC movie. I mean, this was also like a pretty big meme at the time. Like the heartbreak feels good in a place like this thing. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. You can watch it on your own time. It is a great Rachel and I recite the Pledge of Allegiance whenever we go to the movies. I don't really watch many movies and I haven't been to the theater in a long time. You know what? That's understandable. That's not true. Me and Steph saw The Birds. They were rerunning it. And before that, it was Barbie. And before that, it was a very long time. Hmm, that's fair. All right, anyway, yeah, Jordan, why don't you tell us a bit, though, about this series? So the author of this is Saiki Shun. Well, that's the artist. The story was written by Sakuda Yuto, and this ran between April 10th, 2023 to September 11th, never forget, 2023. This ran for 21 chapters and three volumes. All right, let's get into the first chapter plot summary. Hajime Shinichi is a 14-year-old cinephile who's obsessive with watching movies and has converted the AV room into his own personal personal theater for his own movie research club. He gives movies like 9 million points. He fucking loves movies, this kid. It's one of those like game shows where it's like the first five rounds are out of like 100 and they're like, now the bonus round where questions are multiplied by a thousand, making the first five rounds a waste of time. (laughs) One day at a movie theater, however, he is possessed by Takahiko Tenmaku, a screenwriter who died at the age of 18 before getting his movie made by legendary director Ryu Shirakawa, who's definitely not supposed to be Akira Kurosawa. What are you talking about? How dare you? He (laughs) demands that Shinichi transcribe his script and take it to Shirakawa so that he can move on to the next world. Popcorn, David. However, Shinichi reveals to him that Shirakawa died a long time ago, and Tamaku discovers that he's been dead for 30 years. Damn. The two try and fail to get Tamaku to pass on when Tamaku sees Himike Karakui, a famous movie star who goes to Shinichi's school again with the teen idol high school, again with the high school idol thing, right? It's so weird. He drags Shinichi home and forces him to write a script before dragging him back to school and handing it to Karakui. He makes Shinichi say that he wants her to star in this movie and that Shinichi will direct it before he passes out. Shinichi wakes up in the nurse's office, he sees Kurakui standing over him. She says she'll star in the movie and that he'll be the director. End Whoa. of chapter one. 
Wow. Oh my glob. We've, I've been watching Adventure Time with Steph. So I say, oh my glob now. Yeah. Do they have a cutesy name for the chapters in, in this? You know, it's how like how like Sakamoto Days has Days 1. Or I'm trying to think of other manga that have like cute names for their chapters. I think Assassination Cast Classroom was like Lesson 1. Does this have a weird name for their chapters? I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. Wouldn't be surprised if it was like film one. It is. It is seen. It is seen. Okay, because I was going to say it seemed like a huge miss not to call it scene. Yeah. All right. Cool. There we go. And then, Mr. Jordan, I have a feeling that you like this more than me. So what were your first impressions? I thought it was interesting. I mean, it didn't blow me away, but it was like, I'm kind of interested to see what the fuck the movie is, basically. Yeah. That's my main thing that's kind of keeping me going. It's like, well, what movie was it? He seems really excited about it. See, this shit's kind of hard. Like, one of the cool things about Food Wars is it's really a mo- it's really an anime about art. Yeah. Not food, but by making it food, you don't actually have to show the art, because if you had to show the art... You would have to make sure that the audience watching it agreed with you that, yeah, that art's amazing or wow, that art sucks or wow, that art blows my mind because it's food. You can't taste it. So it's like, well, I I guess I'll have to defer to the judges. But the issue here is that it's like, well, movies are kind of a visual medium. There is a story there that can be communicated through manga. So it's kind of like if you're saying this movie's amazing, you now have to essentially write an incredible movie in the manga. Yeah, I think that's a real struggle the series is going to have. I do think that Food Wars did a great job where because they got the excuse that you can't taste manga, they were able to use visual metaphor, which I think was very clever here. Yeah, you can. It's like, I mean, we've seen things like this before where they just like talk about this amazing thing, but never show it because the offer isn't able to. It's kind of something that I'm worried about with Dragon and Chameleon, where they talk about the series that's like the perfect manga, the best thing ever. But they or actually Time Paris Ghost Rider had this issue where we never actually saw the manga that he was plagiarizing because the offer, if you can make a manga that good he would have just made that instead of making this meta narrative <laughs> exactly he would have just made the manga that is a, supposedly the biggest hit he's like man i can make the best manga ever i'm not gonna yeah i mean you know he made a pretty fucking good manga but still I'm starting to think Dragon Chameleon will be actually my suggestion because it has that. But it, what it does is it makes it very apparent that the topic of the manga isn't important. And so what it does is it actually shows how people feel while reading it. So it shows ch- people like having this sense of adventure, drawing them as children and stuff. And I think that's a very clever way of saying I actually can't make the greatest manga of all time where I would have made that. Yeah. But it really can sell to you how these people are feeling reading the greatest manga of all time. Yeah, that might work. I, which I mean, it's literally what Food Wars does as well. So we'll see if they redo it. But I think you're right. You're going to scrutinize the fact that they're not actually showing the pieces if they don't in the series much heavier than they did in Food Wars. Like, there's no way you're going to see it and be like, yeah, this is an incredible movie. I would love to see this as a very real movie. Incredible. Because that's really fucking hard to do. Yeah, I also want to say the art in this is absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. No, when I saw that it was like there was an artist and an author, I was like, yeah, that explains a lot because this art is really good. Yeah, you you know you're always into some good shit. And then I do actually have some negatives in that I, I'm still a little wary about this series. I think there's yeah. two big things. Is This chapter had a lot of telling and not showing where they were explaining things. Ironic. Yeah, so I just felt like they were telling you how they were feeling instead of like, why don't you show us scenes from these movies or parts of a script? And you're like, no, it's the best. So it's like, again, that's the biggest issue. Yeah. I also think, I think this is going to also potentially be a ripoff of Karu no Go where it feels very similar in terms of how the structure is 
Rivers, where it's a guy who gets possessed by a ghost who is a savant in this particular topic that the char- main character is kind of related to, and that ultimately they have to figure out a way to make him pass on through this topic that he was amazing at. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Also, David, 1993, 30 years ago. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to feel that no more, dog. Damn, damn. But yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. I just think the biggest issue with this manga moving forward is going to be that like, yeah, they can't back up what they're saying. They like they can't put their money where their mouth is here. Like a lot of this was Tenmaku just saying, man, I wrote the best fucking script, dude. I wrote an incredible script. I'm an amazing screenwriter, which is telling, not showing. Yeah. (laughs) Because again, the author would then have to write an incredible script that the audience agrees is incredible because that's the whole premise. Yeah, just the way you said that reminds me of Steam Hands where it's like, ah, I have the best script ever in my kitchen. Can I see it? Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I I also just as we're talking about these chapters were not efficient. I was like, why do you really need to spend like 15 pages talking about how much he loves movies and stuff? It was like this whole thing could have been captured in 30 pages. The curse of the first chapter where you have to make it like double length no matter what. Yeah, I give respect to One Piece because they were just like, let's get all of the prologue done and then we'll like get the entire flashback done in the first chapter and just get out of the way with the extra page count. Also, wow, it sure is convenient that a world famous or I guess Japan famous actress goes to your high school. Yeah, how convenient. He could just walk up to her and be like, hey, here's a script and she knows who he is. And it's like, (laughs) all right. Yeah. All right. So, Jordan, would you read our 10 chapters of this? Yeah, sure. I'm mostly just interested to see what they do with the movies. I'm not really, uh, I don't really have a lot of hope. Yeah, I, I'm with you where it's like, I guess, like, I, I think part of it is the art is really good. I think if the art wasn't good, I probably said no. I agree. But yeah, so Jordan, though, what do you think will happen next? I think there will be a rival team director who just thinks he's hot shit and just like becomes like angry and stuff at Shinichi. Uh, You know, you know, like they they got some shit between them. My second one is Shinichi has to gather together a team of eccentric cool guys to help make the movie. Much like unrelated director Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. (laughs) We have eight pirates. Next one is at the end, there will be a time skip, which will show Shinichi become a world famous director. That's cute. Your turn, David. All right. Mine are. I think we're going to meet a thinly veiled parody of some famous Hollywood director like Beams Jamron <laughs> or something stupid like that. I know Spielberg and Lucas were name dropped, though. Yeah. But also, I think you might have a point because they couldn't call that director who was obviously Akira Kurosawa Akira Kurosawa. Yeah. I also think that it's going to find out that Tamaku is actually a fraud and he never knew this director because it's also like, why would an 18 year old have like a very close connection with like a world famous director and sending him scripts? Mm -hmm. And then I think finally, I think they're never going to show the movie. I think that makes sense. I genuinely don't think they're going to like be like, yes, I wrote one of the best movie scripts all the time for the purpose of this manga. Yeah, I just don't know how they would pull it off. And I don't know. Do you think maybe the author thinks that he genuinely wrote one of the best movie scripts and just isn't sending it to a fucking uh, he just isn't trying to show it to anybody. Oh, what a thrill ride that's going to be. Oh, God. And so, Jordan, what's your power word? 
Ghost Rider. Oh, I love it. Uh-huh. Mine is draft because this yeah. feels like the first draft of what could have been a much better, much more solid first chapter. Okay. And then Jordan, shall we go into Q&A? Yeah. I want to say thank you everyone who submits their questions into the Shonen Flop Q&A channel. You can find a link to our Discord at shonenflop.com or in the episode notes. As a heads up, we get priority to those that have not submitted a question before, our patrons or haven't had a question answered in a long time. Starting with friend of the show, Aussie Rat. If the FBI were to bust down your door, which manga would you not want them to find and Jordan, I think we both agree that the answer is, of course, school judgment. Yeah, although, David, what's a manga that you like that you wouldn't want the FBI to find? Oh, Made in Abyss, because I can't believe <laughs> I had an extremely long fight on Twitter that I'm glad that they took out the weird, creepy pedo shit from that series when they adapted it, because Pro Zed made yeah. a post, and you're like, it's like a fan edit of Made in Abyss that doesn't have the pedophile stuff in it, and they were like, no, you're disrupting art. And I was like, please explain yeah. to me why using seeing a 13-year-old using a toilet is really critical to the plot of this series. Yeah, that's fair. God, it's, I just don't get why. It's like clearly the offer has some weird ass fetishes he's shoehorning that are not necessary. Yeah. So mine, it's technically not a manga, but Empowered. Are you familiar with Empowered? Th- that's an American comic, right? That's an American comic, very manga inspired. It's a comic that I really liked in high school and in my early 20s. But it is a comic where the main premise is uh, it's a female superhero called Empowered. And she has a very skin tight outfit. And her weakness is she loses her powers the more that her outfit gets ripped (laughs) so like the bad guys are constantly trying to like rip her costume the reason why i like liked it is because it's very self-aware and like it's smarter than you thought than you'd think it would be it's better than the premise implies i don't know if i would like it nearly as much now but at the time i was pretty impressed by it awesome (laughs) i like how they they (laughs) explain it just like how the boob window how authors have tried to explain why power girl has a boob window You know what? The only explanation from that that I accept, I want to say it was from a version written by Gail Simone, I could be wrong, where Power Girl was just like, you know what? I'm a strong, healthy woman and I'm proud of my body. I got some bazongas. And you know what? Like there are other ones. My favorite one is where she's like, she's talking to Superman. She's like, you have that cool symbol and I want to put a symbol here on my chest, but I don't have one yet. So I'm just leaving it blank and empty. And it's like, no, that is bullshit. That is complete bullshit. Fuck off. I believe the person who wrote that wrote like a comic about his experience being on the real world and being friends with the guy who had AIDS and his like friends dying. So it's like after he made that, he started writing Power Girl. Oh, wow. Let me, I had to read it in high school let me see pedro and me so the guy who wrote pedro and me which was about the offer's close relationship with pedro zamora who died of aids and was on the real world also then went to write power curl after he made that. oh wow hey it's a living right it's a living you know but next question from dude rocks what canceled manga had the greatest ending oh i think we have a strong contender actually for a recent series Nanohazard is an insane ending, but Time Paradox Ghostwriter's ending is fantastic. I think that's definitely there. I want to say if you isolate the quality of the ending versus all of the series, Fabricant 100, I cannot believe they pulled off what is probably like, I, I just, that was a perfect ending for that series incredible ending can't believe they managed to like thread that needle honorable mentions go to stealth symphony <laughs> that's just because the ending was crazy 
The ending was insane. There are a lot of really good insane endings in canceled manga. You know, of course, Red Hood. Yeah. Yeah, I think in terms of actually like really fantastic endings, like Fabricant 100's up there, Time Paradox Ghost Rider's up there. I really like, it's kind of an insane ending, but I still really like Sakura Tetsu Taiwan's ending. Where it's, where it's just the author's like, yeah, I fucked up this manga. So let, let me just restart it with a different manga. Sorry about that, guys. I love that. A uh, hardball cop and dolphin just because the ending explicitly trolls you. Yeah. Because remember, you think he turns into a shark in the end, and it's just an unrelated shark guy that's just dressed like him. <laughs> and it's so perfectly fucked over your chibi guess. It was really good, yeah. They also asked for a series of bad endings, and I would say probably if you don't have a good ending, you probably have a bad ending, given the quality of the things we've read. Oh, God. Yeah, there are so many ones we've read with bad endings. A mirror world with that weird ass final chapter where they just go to the beach and have to deal with the pedophile. Yeah, that was weird. Although that that was like a bonus chapter that did not fit at all. Let's pretend we remove a chapter from a rookie policewoman and see where they all got arrested was a great ending too. <laughs> oh, you know what else had a great ending? A Magu-chan. Oh, that was ah, fuck. That made me so sad. That ending like bumped up the entire manga. That was another thread and needle ending. Yeah. He just made everything work. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll take some more time to think about bad endings, but I think it's just most of what we read have pretty terrible endings, much like the quality of the overall series. There are just so many bad endings. Oh, Metallica Metulica has an awful fucking atrocious ending. <laughs> Metallica Metulica is awful the entire way. I can't even say if the ending is worse than yeah. the overall quality of the manga. I'm sure that the floppies, when we think about most disappointing, that'll be a good contender for worse. But for the interest of time, let's move on to the next question. Yeah. From Mero, what would you prefer to fight, the social anxiety devil or the clown devil? Jordan, I know, I know about you, but I, I don't see why I'd fight the clown devil. It'd be very hard to fight myself. Hey, hey! Well, you're more the clown fiend. I had a friend of mine write, "Why are white people so afraid of clowns?" And then I messaged her saying, "Well, that's because the greatest fear is oneself." <laughs> then she posted that. <laughs> I would rather fight the clown devil because I feel like more people have social anxiety than are afraid of clowns. I feel like the fear of clown is more like a meme. Yeah. Where it's just everybody's kind of like, well, I'm kind of supposed to be afraid of clowns. I don't think nearly as many people are afraid of clowns as they think they are. Yeah, I would I would say the clown devil is probably substantially weaker than the social anxiety devil. Yeah. All right, moving on from TriTech Zach, which manga author would you put in charge of making the next generation of Pokemon? Mm, well, we got, let's see who we got. We got Golem Hearts guy. Well, Fujimoto would make the weirdest fucking shit. I mean, he, he's shown that he can make a good Pokemon. Actually, you know, Oda. I think Oda would actually do some pretty banger Pokemon designs. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's that's a, like a good option. <laughs> Araki's another. I just want to see what weird shit he would make. <laughs> a rocky pokemon oh my god like how many dogs would he have <laughs> you'd make a lot of ghost dog types a lot of ghost dog types there's actually a ghost dog and in the preview video it literally shows a dog like killing someone <laughs> the guy who wrote pokemon adventure <laughs> that's technically a correct answer it's technically a correct answer, but it's a boring, lame answer. Um, one of the guys who wrote a Pokemon manga that, like, I actually read when I was a little kid. I think he was, like, a hentai artist. Oh, yeah, the Electric Tail Pikachu, I think. They had to censor a lot of his art. Yeah, they did. He made Misty too hot. What is something we've read where it was, like, it wasn't very good, but it had really cool designs? I'm trying to remember. I'm just trying to think of, like, a flopped manga we've covered. I mean, Jackman. 
Oh, you mean Zipman? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But there was something where it's like, there's just cool monster designs. Amalgam of Distortion, I think, had some interesting designs, didn't it? Absolutely. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of like, maybe the, you know, maybe the guy who wrote Zatch Bell. Oh, that would be, that'd be a great one. Yeah. And then from Staghorn, which flop protagonist would you most want to dress up as for Halloween? Oh, sorry. One sec, because I also got to say maybe Kazuki Takahashi R.I.P. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, just for those who aren't familiar, what is what are they famous for? Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. And then finally from Staghorn, which flop protagonist would you most want to dress up as for Halloween? Ooh. Zipman. Zipman guy? Zipman would be like a pretty banger costume. That would be pretty cool. You can just dress up as the guy from Super Smartphone and you're just dressed like a normal person. See, the thing is, like a lot of flop protagonists, it's just a normal guy. Yeah. Thrown into abnormal situation. <laughs> you could dress up as the guy from Ozu and just be a giant bunny outfit. Oh, God. You could dress up as the guy from Dororororon or whatever, and you could like be a normal school guy, but like have like the cute little Mononoke like plushy or something like yeah just like attached to your costume <laughs> no that is cute or pet up try to dress up ravioli as them yeah all right cool well that's all the time we have for today jordan i want to say thank you so much for all your hard work on the show thank you david you also work hard i would like to acknowledge that no oh, thanks babe i want to say props to shan for the awesome cover art you find her online illuminati thank you dylan for assistance with editing find his podcast aim out of context at animecontext.com thanks to tucker and maxi b for his pronunciation translation other miscellaneous research tucker hope you're having a great time in japan find us on twitter at shonen flopcast our website shonenflop.com we're also on spotify itunes youtube wherever else you get your podcast and we're also on tumblr at shonen-flop and also come join the show and flop discord open to everyone patron or not come hang out with us and talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind and if you've been enjoying this podcast and want to help us keep going consider subscribing to our patreon we won't be able to keep running the show without their support get a ton of awesome perks jordan what are we dropping in november for our wonderful patrons why we are covering a manga called it's actually a one shot called monsters written by this like unknown author who never really did anything named Hiro oda Ooh interesting yeah wonder what his deal is where is he right now you know and we are joined by the wonderful teching 101 he is back he is awesome and i am excited to talk about one piece with him again or i am excited to talk about this series with him i realized that he nuzlocked my favorite pokemon rom hack crystal clear hell yeah you could even be sitting and listening to our recordings live or listen to the warm-up audio you can find us at patreon.com slash shown and flop and we gonna read off some of our wonderful patrons starting with our dolphin dads we have jacob carve hollow our newest patron and the fetus knows the necessity of speed. Moving on down to the ravioli tier where you get weekly pictures of my adorable goblin dog. You we have Chris, Eva, Josh Robinson, Karate Shop 6, Rachel, my wonderful fiance. She got me a copy of Spider-Man. She's the best. And Trevor Schechner. Moving on down to the king of the forest, we have 090Z, Bandit Stoof, my girlfriend, Chad Mason, Shaw Thorine, Jacob Andrew Galloway, Kirby Mon, Marty, Max Baker, Not Jeff, T, T Wolfwood, and that Japanese name which I've already forgotten how to pronounce and unfortunately Maddie is not here. I think it's Jory. And Jory. Thank you, Jory. Moving on down to the Galactic Ball Federation officers, we have Midsize Sedan, Indies Islands, Blamumu, Brian Sexton, David Ackerson, Dennis James Bone, Drago, Drew, Dylan, Nigel, who just bought me lunch yesterday. That was really awesome of him. It was good seeing you, Nigel. Generic Man, Green, Hans, Heavy Metal Hermit Crab, just a small town girl living in a lonely world. She took the midnight train going anywhere. Keanu, Kylie Denton, Lincoln Frey, Manly P. Hall, Marabara, Matt, Matt, Mike Carpenter, Ralph Iskoff, Resident Warhammer Nerd, Rosanna Mendoza, Ryan Chazinski, Sarah Hydra, Scott Fischler, Silly Rookie, Simping for Sent by Ash, Staghorn, Paperclip, Tucker, Wright, and CZ Digital. Thank you all so much, along with our wonderful Beast children. Side note, whenever I hear Sarah Hydra's name, I think for a second it's like, is there a Hydra? <laughs>
Well, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next Monday as we give our full thoughts on Tamaku Cinema. All right. Well, this has been Jordan. This has been David. And you've been listening to Show to Flop. David, say it. Keep on flop floppers. Bye. Bye.